Hey everyone, I'm Fredo. And I'm Benji. And this is Apes on Tape Podcast. Welcome. Hello there, ladies. This is Apes on Tape Podcast. Hi, that's Marwan, you fucking prick. <laughs> this is Apes on Tape Podcast, episode 21. Mm, getting there, aren't we? Double mm-hmm. digits, you know, into the 20s. Exactly. 2021, that's the date. We're looking good, man. Vant a un. Well, well done on the French. Fantastic work. Yeah. Um, so what am I grateful for? Thanks what for asking. You, what? You didn't let me get there. <laughs> You know, what are you, hey, hey man, what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Well, uh, actually what I'm grateful for is something very simple, just a, a lovely, delicious burger. <laughs> we just had a lovely burger. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, from Cuisine 22. They don't like that, actually. They originally wanted it to be called Cuisine Vander. They were like quite quite clear that they didn't want it to get English eyes to Cuisine 22. They wanted, like... Kitchen 22 or Cuisine Vander? So if you could say it properly, please. Okay, um, Kitchen Vander. Well, whatever. Yeah. I, they shouldn't have put the two numbers. They should have like written it out, Van de. Well, it's not as cool a logo, is it? Well, you can't just expect people to pronounce it Van de. Anyway, I think we're, let's, we're asked specifically not to talk too much about 22. Well, anyway, um, I'm just saying that uh, our next episode is episode Van de. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, episode 22. And it seems that we've gotten into a bit of a habit of having a burger before every episode. Oh, so well, this is brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. We're not going to talk about them. You're like, oh, well, I don't know. Well, you know maybe. Maybe we should be sponsored oh, by Cuisine Panda. Well, you know, what What are you thinking? No, I'm just saying that, like, this is episode 21, and if we were looking for the sponsor, you know, maybe a one-off sponsor for our next episode... What, what would be a good one? It could be anyone. <laughs> Who can you think of? If you know, like, send your answers on a postcard. <laughs> to Cuisine Panda, Rudeborg, <laughs> 125. <laughs> what are you grateful for? Um... Oh, my delicious bird. <laughs> I'm actually really grateful for... Uh, I had a really... Uh, I'm grateful for my dream diary in general because um, I, ha- I haven't got to it much um, over the last week. I've, I've let it slip by the wayside, but I, I got a good one down the other day and it was phenomenal. It was incredible. And I won't explain my dream because there's nothing more boring than listening to people's dreams. But <laughs> the short of it is I got to be a tree and like hang out with a an animal that doesn't exist and it was it was really awesome. That sounds amazing. You got to be a tree. Yeah, yeah. It was very conceptual. It was it was incredible. That sounds that sound yeah, I guess that's going to be hard to explain. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm not going to go into it because I really get bored when other people explain their dreams and certainly don't want to have a podcast listening. Oh, Benji just spoke about his dream. Yeah, nothing well, he was bored. a tree. Yeah, great. Well, what go? happened? <laughs> Big fat nothing. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's, were you lucid? No, 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 I wasn't. I had a fantastic dream. Uh, oh, bloody hell, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's should have funny. written it down. Yeah, should have written it down. If I had a dream journal, that would have been amazing. Now, I had a really weird uh, feeling on my hand, like, uh, earlier on today, when I was like, oh, I remember when my hand was, like, all fizzled by some acid burn and my finger fell off. And I was like, oh, no, oh. that didn't happen because oh. that was a dream. And I was like, that was so weird. I recalled that like a memory. It was like a dream that I hadn't remembered I'd had. But then I was like, oh, no, that happened in a dream. That's very interesting. Very yeah. weird, eh? Tangible. And I was like, oh, tangible yeah. Tangible dream memory. Otherwise, my finger wouldn't be there. I remember my finger falling off. Mm, yeah, that would be weird. That, obviously. Anyway, it was really... Anyway, it was bizarre. But anyway, um, we have something that we want to talk about today, which is a little bit serious. We wanted mm. to... I wanted to, I wanted to start off with it, because I don't want to... I want it to end on a, end on a lighter note. But um, yeah, let's just get straight into it, man. 
Mm, yeah, I guess it is worth talking about. What? It's the elephant in the room, and we live in France, and at the moment, France are rolling out basically compulsory vaccines for health workers and the COVID-19 vaccines and hospitality workers. Yeah. Hospitality workers. Mm. And if you want to go anywhere like restaurants, bars, supermarkets and live a normal life, then they're rolling out like a health passport that they're calling it, um, which is basically like a COVID passport. And you've got to prove that you've, you've got the vaccine. Mm. And we wanted to talk about that. Mm. And like, I just want to add to that. I don't think it's supermarkets. I think supermarkets will still be allowed. And the alternative to having, you know, having the vaccine is getting getting PCR tests every time on a very regular basis, you know, up to, you know, as, as, as early as 24 hours or 48 hours before you go into these establishments. And the PCR tests are now going to be uh, charged for. They won't be free. Yeah. So it's basically going to be made really difficult to lead a normal life if you don't want to get uh, a vaccine. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, I'm going to come out, coming out of my vaccine closet. Mm. I say, I would say I'm vaccine hesitant. And I know that that sounds ridiculous to some people and it's quite polarizing. But by the, by the way, I just want to clarify, this is the COVID-19 vaccine. Not, I'm totally not an anti-vaxxer. I definitely like would definitely, if I had children, like immunize them against rubella, measles, all the regular mm. vaccines but I am vaccine hesitant about the COVID-19 vaccine mm-hmm. um, for many reasons. And I feel like being forced to get it against your will mm. is a bit of a violation, I think. And I don't agree with it. And I wanted to discuss it with you on the podcast. Yeah, well, it's certainly turned things on its head, hasn't it? It's really like not what anyone would expect of France as well, having mm. had such like a strong position at the beginning of like, there will never be passports. Like, you know, Macron was very clear that, you know, we were going to avoid that at all costs. And now he's just done a complete 180 turn the situation on its head and be like oh no it's actually you know you know more or less mandatory you know yeah. not mandatory but it's life's going to be pretty hard and, and reclusive for you if it's not and yeah and, it, and france has kicked off obviously the massive like riots in paris and you know in true true style of the classic crs they were you know they were gassing them all yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think there was a law passed recently in the UK about like peaceful protests not being allowed as well, and yeah. it all just seems like the world's going a bit dystopian. And mm. I don't want to be a bit of a bummer, but just a warning: we're going to be talking about this um, for at least the next twenty minutes, I think, because mm. uh, I think it's a serious topic that I really want to want to want to talk about. Like, yeah, okay, um, I guess why am I COVID uh, vaccine hesitant? Mm. Is a good question, and to be honest. Um, I don't really know why. Like, I don't think genuinely there's like that much like malicious like intent behind it, or that or the the side effects are very serious. Although I don't know that. But what I am really concerned is is the censorship around other information mm. and other ways to treat COVID nineteen without a vaccine. Like, for example, um, the drug ivermectin, which has been a widely used drug and it's been very effective and the fact that we're being forced to have the vaccine sort of our mm. arms twisted and our freedoms mm. restricted 
if we don't get the vaccine mm. and that's that's my reason yeah well i i gotta completely agree and it's going to be a bit hypocritical obviously because i actually have had the vaccine well, yeah the, like, the first one any, like, uh, anyway like recently yeah so but, but there is a, obviously there's a backstory to that because I, I would again also identify as vaccine hesitant and again like you i'm definitely not anti-vax i definitely think you should you should vaccinate your children and i, I you know and i certainly would do so but this is just a this is a different situation and it's all it's all just a little bit you know too much for me essentially and I've had a discussion back and forth, uh, you know, with my mum quite a bit because she actually, uh, she's a, a distributor of the, uh, or not a distributor, like she administers. Yeah. Uh, she does, she's not, she's not Pfizer or yeah. AstraZeneca. <laughs> um, uh, she administers the vaccine, um, but she's got the antibodies and, uh, and that's, uh, you know, legally uh, enough for her to, to continue to do her job and she feels perfectly safe and, you know, isn't compelled to get the vaccine, even though she is an administrator of it. But, you know, why Why should she when she's, you know, had COVID, fought it off successfully and kept the antibodies for, you know, as a, nearly a year now? Exactly, yeah. And I think you make a really good point. There was a discussion on the exact topic about um, if you've got the antibodies, there's no need for the vaccine because the vaccine gives you antibodies. So why is there so much pressure on people to get the vaccine when, you know, and, and why is there such suppression mm. of uh, the scientific debate around this? Mm. Um, because it is a debate. And if you've got like doctors and scientists debating this in, in an open in, in an open manner, then the suppression of the information sh- should be illegal like it, yeah. like why like why like why are we using censorship and it's a it's very dystopian uh while i'm on the subject before we move past it what does your mum think about you getting the vaccine so i haven't um uh told her that i've got it just yet she, i mean she'll be fine with it she i i actually spoke to her i'll tell you the story of me getting the vaccine essentially why not yeah. over the next five minutes um so i spoke with her quite regularly and i still do and i i spoke with her recently i was like oh i'm I'm just going to get the vaccine because i can't be bothered with the inconvenience that is going to occur this was a few weeks ago um and she was like whoa hold your horses there you know don't just go like running into the next vaccine center and just get it jabbed and you like you know do some research have a listen there is stuff going on like you know be cautious and be aware because people that are being affected in lots of different ways are are within your age bracket and and your gender or you know sex or whatever Mm. um and so i was like okay maybe i'll hold off and then i did a bit of research and not not a lot and i just was like nah you know what i'm just going to get it because there's only one direction of travel like it's not Mm. like some government is going to be like you know what we decided doesn't work or we don't ever want everyone to have it like the it's going to get increasingly difficult to 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 not have it i was thinking and you know i don't want to have not had it when something happens when like you passports are in they charge for it or whatever i was like i'm just gonna get it so i booked it on a site called like dr lib which is where you where you book the book all medical appointments really um and then as it came up to to my appointment which was just a few days ago i was umming and ahhing about it i was like i might just let it fly by i'm actually not that that keen and then I actually bumped into a, a, a close friend of ours. I'm not going to use his name because uh, like sensitive information, I guess, a little bit. Um, and he told me that um, his sister's partner, the, the the father of his sister's child, uh, had just died 48 hours after his second vaccine, as uh, it caused a caused a clot um, on his wow. heart, and he'd had a heart attack and died. 
I then so that's pretty that's pretty big. So that was a direct cause of death from the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's... And that's confirmed. It was the blood. Clot. Oh, well, he's going through an autopsy, but like it's pretty well reported in a lot of different, um, you know, on a lot of different news channels that it is causing blood clots. But like this is not the Pfizer one. This is the AZ one. The AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca. That's right. Um, and it's super super rare. It's like. Um, it's like one, one in every hundred thousand. Yeah, I believe. Um, but like, it's still, it still just felt really dodgy when, yeah. when, when he said that to me, I was like, oh, that doesn't sound great. You know what? I don't want it. I don't. I'm not gonna have it. Like, I don't. I yeah. didn't like the risk. And so, I, just sorry to interrupt. This guy was 39. Yeah, that's. And right. he didn't have any heart problems. He didn't have any. Now, he had a respiratory issue. Oh, so that's why he um, was a very mild respiratory issue but so yeah, that's that, why he probably chose to get the yeah, vaccine so you need the vaccine if you you know if you've got respiratory issues um but he didn't have any heart issues no I, and he I, had a heart attack that's correct yeah so that that really scared me quite a bit and i was like you know what i happen to know i've had covid and i happen to know i beat it really quick and really easy and i felt fine and i probably wouldn't have even known i'd have covid if there wasn't you know a global pandemic on the news exactly yeah and i was like you know what i know i can beat covid and i don't know i could beat a heart attack because i haven't been terribly kind to my heart specifically yeah over you know my adulthood and um maybe uh maybe it deserves a bit of a break um so i was like you know what i'm not going to get it and then I spoke to the the, the chap whose girlfriend, well, sorry, the, the girlfriend of the chap who I was mentioning, um, and she actually told me another story of a colleague of hers where she works, a relative of that colleague, um, had the same situation happen to him. With no, really? No prior conditions, um, heart attack and dead, like 48 hours after his vaccine. And then I was compelled to do some research on it, and I was like, "This is this is serious." And I read like the government website, the UK government website, and like they worded it funny. They were like, "Oh, it's it's actually only just over ten in a million. And I was like, "Well, ten in a million is the same as one in a hundred thousand." Yeah, that's which that's deceptive. Um, that's deceptive linguistic. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It does sound like, a bit deceptive, doesn't it? It does. If you say something, if the chance of something, if you, it's the chance of you getting it ten in a million. You be like, oh, that's that's mm. that sounds a lot less than one in a hundred thousand. It's the same thing, but the, like that wording does sound suspicious to me. Yeah. If I'm honest, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just and it was on like the UK Gov website, but like I don't. The trouble is, I don't really want to talk about this, and like I feel judged when I talk about this. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, you know, oh well, I've got to get the vaccine because you know the lizard people have come out of the hollow earth to tell me that it's flat, and mm. you know, obviously the chemtrails, and I'm like, don't judge me like that. Like this is there's genuine concern around this, and and we all know how much like figures and statistics have been like melded to fit the status quo recently with the covid stuff like it was like pretty wide knowledge that you know if someone got hit by a bus and then you know in the autopsy they had covid he goes down as like a covid death yeah and if you're willing to manipulate those numbers that much like what are you willing to do to these other numbers that you know they're saying that um you know 36 or 56 million have now been vaccinated and we've already saved 10,000 lives like how can, you know, you've certainly pulled that number 10,000 down yeah. your ass. How can you possibly speculate which people that you've given the vaccine to may have potentially caught COVID had they not got the vaccine and may have potentially died from it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, there's a lot of speculation. Basically. Yeah, it's, it, it is very suspicious. It's just I think it's just very suspicious. Mm. And uh, I don't know why there's such a push to get the vaccine mm. when I don't know how effective it is. I, I've heard... 
that a lot of people that have had the vaccine have died from COVID, mm. um, which I don't, I don't know. So to, be, to be honest, I, I saw some numbers that could have been completely out of context. Mm. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, again, there's such a, a, a sea of misinformation out yeah. there. Well, it comes back to the same problem. We've talked about misinformation before. And I think with so much going on, and again, I'm not like peddling any specific conspiracy theories or anything, but, you know, I just don't know what's going on. And like a lot of people are getting a vaccine. There's misinformation. There's hiding of information. And people are talking about there being problems from this vaccine. And I'm like, oh, well, I've decided not to get it. And then Macron makes his speech which is basically saying the vaccine is not mandatory, but if you don't get it, life's going to be really hard and pretty expensive for you. Mm. I'm like, well, and I I then felt, I was like, well, shit, I've got to get it then. And yeah. the appointment that I was just going to let flow by was booked for the following day. And then I hear Macron's speech and I hear that the Dr. Lib site for booking these um, these appointments goes offline, like crashes, because it's getting so much yeah. so much traffic. Because the whole of France like is like... 1.2 million hits or something. Yeah. Because yeah. there were people rushing to get the vaccine. Exactly. So it's obviously had the desired effect. Of course. And then I was like, well, I'm, I've got my appointment tomorrow. I'm just going to go. And then I was there, just sat in the chair. And actually, more annoying than that, I, I understood that if you have the antibodies, you only have to get one vaccine. You don't have to get two. And mm. I was like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just hopefully be able to get one because I'm pretty sure I've still got the antibodies. So I went to the pharmacy and got an antibodies test. I sat in the chair and, and the lady was like, why are you getting it? And I was like, oh, so that I only have to get one jab. And she was like, oh, you don't have to worry about it then. Just um, they give you an antibody test for free just before you get jabbed. And I was like, oh, rad, thanks. It saved me 15 euros. I then went to the vaccine centre got all, all the way through to like the guy who's going to mm. vaccinate you and he's asking you the questions and I'm like oh yeah I might have the antibodies so maybe I only need one he's like well have you got a test to prove it and I was like no no I thought you got one here he was like no oh. no, no no and just like ticked it off immediately I was like oh this is kind of important man like can we talk about this he was like well you know you can go to the pharmacy and get a test and then book another appointment and I'm like well the whole site's gone down I'm like well fuck, just fucking jab me then mate fine whatever yeah and I, then I belted back from Saint-Jean which is a good few K on my mm. bike um, to the pharmacy and I was like I'll just get an antibodies test now mm. because there's no way my body will have made the antibodies in the 15 minutes that I cycled back yeah from the from the vaccination and I went into the pharmacy and they were like oh sorry all the appointments are booked and I was like oh, okay well it will forever be a mystery then and I'll mm. need Two jabs, but if I die from a blood clot, I'll be, you know, I'll be coming back to haunt you, you specifically, nurse. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, I think that's bonkers. If, like, so if you've got antibodies, you only need one shot. Mm. But if you've got antibodies, like, scientifically speaking, you shouldn't need any shots, from what I understand. Mm. But people must understand more than us, but I would agree with but, you. Yeah, but I'm I'm quoting what I've what I've read from yeah. scientists and doctors yeah, yeah. saying like and they've had their videos taken down yeah. from, from YouTube. That's and that, so crazy. that's another thing I want to talk about is like YouTube censorship. But like yeah, like one of the guys was he had this wonderful video, it had over a million views, it was a very like sound I think I've spoke about it on the podcast before. He was saying, Look, if you've got the antibodies, why do you need the vaccine? Mm. Like, let's have a open discussion about it. Mm. And the comment section was very respectful. And I was like, well, I went to look at that video, I think, to share with you. And I was like, oh, it's gone. Mm. And I was like, oh, that, that's suspicious. Mm. And um, so, yeah, I want to talk about, like, like the YouTube censorship of, uh, like, Brett Weinstein and, and Dr. Pierre Corey. Mm. They did a podcast uh, together. And, and Brett Weinstein does the Dark Horse podcast. And it's a very, very good podcast. Um, so I don't want, I want to know why, like, 
a leading doctor of like lung disease and respiratory problems and a scientist discussing things that are very strongly supported by evidence, um, YouTube are dismissing it as misinformation. Um, and I feel like that is, I don't know, I think it's, it's, it's awful, it's awful because, um, I don't think YouTube, like, which is owned by Google Mm. and Google, which, you know, directs the search engines Mm. for when you want to search information Mm. should, they should, (laughs) you should be able to find what you want. You shouldn't be like directed to information. That sounds very, very dystopian. It does, doesn't it? It all... Like I really don't want. I feel like we're going to get judged, and I don't want to get judged for being a conspiracy yeah. theorist. I, I just feel want the to same open way. the conversation, and I I don't want to be met with like oh, idiots. I uh, I'm just like I want information about yeah. all this, and and I think I'm perfectly within my you know reasonable rights to to demand like some clearer information and and some truth, and I just feel that it's not available. And I like one of the things about the vaccine is that like the 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 guys who made it are Johnson and Johnson, which don't exactly have a great track record of like, you know, how they treat the public or like their, their deceptive, Mm. their deceptive nature. They're responsible for like, they were putting like, wow, they were putting asbestos in their talc powder. What? Really? Yeah. 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 They, it was, it came out. What what made, what what made them think that was a good idea? They, uh, they, they, they didn't, maybe they didn't, well, maybe they did, but they didn't know, but basically there were tests done, um, you know, relatively recently, um, and it turned out that there was asbestos in Johnson and Johnson. Is this a real thing? This is real. Because that sounds like a conspiracy theory. If you said that, like, like that's why I no, get scared no, no. about talking about stuff on the podcast. So I think people are going to label us mental. Yeah. I also think there's an equal amount of people that'll be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm so glad they're talking about this." Yeah. But I am thinking as well. You're what asbestos in the ba- baby powder? Okay. Well, I'll look, I'll, all right, it does sound like a conspiracy theory. No, no, but it might I'll, not I'll, be. But like that's well, the thing. Like, oh not. god, they were talking about those bloody asbestos in baby powder. <laughs> You know? No, this is well documented. They've got like literally thousands of lawsuits out on them. You know, there's there's thousands. That's mental. They're responsible for thousands of deaths and thousands of ovarian. Oh, cancer. they sound so trustworthy. So basically, what happened is that is, one available? Can I have the Johnson and Johnson, please? They, basically, what happened is that there happens to be traces of asbestos in their talcum powder and their like their baby products. Mm. Um, and basically, this was discovered relatively recently. And Johnson and Johnson were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's fine. We promise it's fine. We didn't know." Well, we did know. No, they, what we found out that they did know. Basically, it's yeah. like it, after an investigation, there's lots of reports of people quite high up in Johnson and Johnson expressing concern for the ingredients in the talcum powder, etc. And um, basically, yeah, they they then were like, no, 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 we promise, it's fine, it's absolutely fine. But then in May 2020, they actually just discontinued all the talcum powder products. Like, no, 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 we we stand by it, it's fine. But actually, they've via the cancerous, you know, molecule of mm. asbestos they've given, you know, death and cancer to thousands and thousands of people. And now they're responsible for this vaccine. And, yeah, so that... and there's and there's questions around it. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if the numbers are right. I wonder if Johnson & Johnson have got any, you know, ulterior motives mm. on uh, in rolling out millions and millions of vaccine. Perhaps it's money, seeing as they don't give a shit about giving asbestos to babies. Yeah, exactly. They don't sound very trustworthy, but again, I even feel uncomfortable talking about like you know, or even using the term "big pharma" because like, it's, oh god, you sound like a conspiracy theorist. Mm. But these things are some, you know, some conspiracies are true, mm. and I'm not. I don't know. Like it, it, mm. it sounds pretty mad, but you know, fuck it. It's our podcast. I want to talk about it. Yeah. And yeah, I like I say, I, I like if and you know the wording, like you say about the wording, like ten in a million. 
Mm. Just, oh, it's only 10 in a million chance. Mm. Mm. You know, that's one in 100,000. And mm. w- if it was one in 100,000, would you give it to your child? Because mm. you'd be like, oh, that mm. seems a bit high. Maybe I, maybe I won't. But then again, you know, what's the other option? The other option is COVID, which we've both had and we both brushed off. Like yeah. I was completely mm. asymptomatic. Lou ha- lost her sense of smell and a sm- sense of taste for 14 days mm. and I was completely asymptomatic while my neighbors had it and mm. I was like okay well this is this is covid then I was really scared because mm. I've got a I've got a disability mm. so I was like maybe it's going to be bad for me mm. maybe my legs will go super spazzy and it'll be mm. really really uncomfortable mm. and I was like oh no I, like it was fine yeah. I actually haven't had yeah. an antibody test mm. so I don't know for sure but I was definitely mm. you know if it was as contagious as they say it is mm. I was in the you know the same mm. room mm. as someone for Two weeks. Well, people definitely experience it at different levels, and I don't want anyone to think by any means we're belittling it. And I know like a lot of people did die, do are dying, and like some people experience it really badly. But I, yeah, I mean, I happen to know that I can fight off COVID, and I don't know that I can fight off whatever's in the vaccine. I, but also on top of that, I, I did want to, I did want to mention, I, I sort of, I sort of like to look at it in two different ways. Obviously, there's one which is my initial reaction and that is it's like the hydron particle um thing in switzerland yeah and like hey we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna see if there's more particles where we think there's no particles and um but there is a small chance it could create a black hole i'm like don't do it don't do it look you know do do something else with your time like look for a look for a particle elsewhere not potentially a black hole you know it's not worth the risk in Mm. my opinion and when i'm so sure that i can you know easily fight off covid i'm like man it's not worth the risk to me to yeah to put that in my body because it, it's while it is it's about everyone it's about the collective herd i'm like it's a little bit about me because i don't want to die from yeah a blood clot and then on the other side there is this poor poor doctor basically um uh went on record and was like oh you know this is uh it's not that bad the clots aren't that bad it's much worse taking birth control pill for example <laughs> and i just <laughs> Like kicked off this whole other movement of like what what birth control oh no and like you know, basically the the contraceptive pill mm. um, can increase your your likelihood of getting blood clots by like threefold fourfold oh wow so it's like you'll get a blood clot one one in six thousand I believe one in one thousand it's one in one thousand <laughs> so, which is awful yeah and now everyone's like you know up in arms about the pill which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing yeah, that, yeah like you know doctors have just been handing out this pill like, oh you got bad periods take this pill you, you know you got that take this pill like what does it do don't worry take this pill and yeah actually, um actually you know you, you can be pretty fucked to be fair like i said in the previous podcast that we that humans can have a con a, a weird concept of numbers and now you've said that, like, if it's one in 1,000 taking the contraceptive pill, it actually made me feel a little bit better about my odds with the COVID vaccine. Yeah, well, so course. that's actually a, a, quite an effective, you know, comeback. Yeah, well, that's different for you because you don't have to take the birth control pill. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Whereas a woman who's thinking about getting the vaccine and on the birth control pill, oh, God, she's yeah. like, oh, shit, what's what's one out of a million plus, you know, 10 out of the thousand or whatever? <laughs> like, then what's the maths? How likely yeah. am I to get a blood clot? The chances are only 10 in a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, as you were saying about the Large Hadron Collider, Mm. I wanted to piggyback onto that, onto onto a little sidebar, because I was listening to Sam Harris on Lex Friedman. I mentioned, I think. Again? No, I've listened listened to it three times. Mm. But uh, he was saying about how they would, like some of the greatest scientific achievements have been 
are made through ego. Like, for example, the Large Hadron Collider, they were like, yes, we might be able to create a... We, you know, there's a small chance that we might create a black hole. But, you know, this is the, the funding for my whole thing. I, I might be famous because of this. So let's take the chance. Like, a, a great example is when they were still doing their calculations when they made the nuclear bomb and they set off the first nuclear bomb. They weren't 100% sure that it wouldn't create a chain reaction and destroy the entire planet and just completely absorb the entire atmosphere of the Earth Mm. and wouldn't stop at a certain point. But they were like, "Mm, well, we will never know if we don't test it. Because on the other side of this, I get to be the man who invented the nuclear weapon, you know? Mm. like, Do you really want to be that guy? Who wants to be that guy? That's a really shit guy to be. Who is that guy? It's not Albert Einstein. He wasn't, he didn't, I can't remember, but they were, they, Einstein invented the technology. What I'm saying is that it was a great anecdote because he, the guy, was like reading a book and was saying that, yeah, in this book, um, that, that you know, when the guy was like, yeah, like, I want to push the button, um, let's push the button, everyone with me, and some people were like, well, I don't know, man, should we probably like just finish off some calculations? Now let's go, and that's kind of crazy. Mm, yeah, also, so. um, while we're on the subject of Sam Harris. He is a, is a man I respect immensely. And on that podcast, he said, there are still people that would rather take their chances against the against COVID than mm. the vaccine. And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, stinger. stinger. I'm one of those, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, man, I really respect you. And I definitely value your opinion, like, lo- like loads. Um, but I guess I do fall into that category. Does that make me an idiot? Because Sam mm. Harris is super clever and I like him a lot. Mm. Well, I do think that, like, it... I don't know. I just think it's worth a look. I don't think it's necessarily means, you know, we're stupid or ignorant, but but maybe we are. And, you know, maybe one in a hundred thousand isn't enough of a number to care. But I think, I think obviously the, the stark example of having two very close friends who have got, you know, actual people that they know who have, Mm. who have died probably as a result, I guess it's, it just throws it into sharp relief and it's a little difficult to ignore. But, you know, I say all this literally as I've, got an ache and a plaster on my arm because basically I'm too lazy not to get it. I'm exactly. like, well, I can't be, can't be doing PCR tests every day. Well, want to go to yeah. the pub, want to have a drink. <laughs> I read on some website that some 22-year-olds were like lining up to get it and they're like, well, yeah, I don't want to like not be able to go to bars and restaurants. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, but you're 22, man. You're mm. like so low risk. Mm. And I don't understand. So what I did want to talk about was I wanted to go back to ivermectin, which is, um, it's like, like for example, ivermectin like, won a Nobel Prize. It's... Um, it's one of the world's safest what, it, it, itself. Yeah, ivermectin. No, Mister Ivermectin. Yeah, ivermectin. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, whatever. Like the guy who invented it, like mm. got a Nobel Prize. It's one of the world's safest drugs. It's a well-known drug. It's been use been in use for forty years. It's now proven, or should I say, it's strongly supported by evidence mm. to be very effective against COVID, especially if administered early. It can be used as a prophylactic, which means like, in, like instead of the preventative. Yeah. Um, there's. It's been administered four billion times. Uh, Do you work for these guys? No, I'm just saying. I'm just because I made some notes from a podcast I listened to. Uh, It's regarded as an essential medicine. It's safe for children, but there's no money to be made from it. Like there's no patent on it. Like it. No way. Really? Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. And it's um, it's like almost like a wonder drug. Mm. And I find okay. So why is the suppression of this information, which again was, was being had by a leading doctor of respiratory mm. problems and a scientist, you know, discussing mm. things that are strongly supported by evidence and YouTube are taking their videos down mm. and like giving them copyright, uh, sorry, whatever, uh, strikes on, 
you know, like, it's just so bizarre because I'm like, Mm. hold on a second. This can be rolled out very effectively, very safe. It's been administered four billion times, Mm. very like slim to none side effects. Mm. Um, Why is this information being shut down? Like if there is, you know, regardless of how safe the vaccine is, we've got something that's like pretty much proven to work very effectively Mm. as like a preventative and a, a cure like which mm. it it does it literally cures you like, mm. from, from uh so i would recommend everyone see uh if you if you listen to the joe rogan experience number 1671 brett weinstein and dr pierre Corey. Mm. they had a, a podcast they did between themselves uh they it got taken down by youtube so they went on joe rogan and and spoke about it because joe rogan's on spotify now he doesn't have to answer to youtube and i'd highly recommend if you want to go d- further about how effective ivermectin is then do your own research don't take my word for it i'm just an idiot (laughs) like Mm. but what i'm saying is why are people forcing the vaccines on on you Mm. when there's no long-term analysis of how safe they are Mm. there's a risk you know maybe it's a small risk of of blood clots Mm. or whatever um and you know when you could be using a completely safe alternative Mm. which i don't know if the Again, I'm, this is where you've, you 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 look you picture me with a tin foil hat on, but mm. are the incentives financial? Because mm. because well, on, of course, there's huge financial incentives. But I don't get it honestly. I I can't get behind that. Imagine the glo- the the people that would have to be in on the global conspiracy to push this out, all for like pharmaceutical companies no, to make a profit. Have, no, no, no. Like there's there's a there's different levels of tin foil hatness here. And one would be like, oh, you know, Bill Gates has filled the vaccine with nanobots and the 5G towers are going to turn it on and we'll all be sucked into the hollow earth. <laughs> and then, sorry, if any of you believe anything close to any of that, you know, maybe it's right. You know, you ask one of the lizard people. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and then there's the, oh, well, you know, people scratching one another's back like hey uh, there's a lot of money to be made from a vaccine we should make a lot of money oh you've made a vaccine yeah i'll give you x amount of money if you use our vaccine it's just you know it's just a few you know fat cats scratching one another's backs and they can make literally billions i don't doubt but i think and that's not per se like oh, let's control the earth it's like let's let's make I don't a fast buck on this that but, but there's okay there's different companies there's three different companies what i can think of johnson johnson uh astrazeneca and pfizer biotech or maybe that's perhaps, the same perhaps there's even more i don't know but what i'm saying is is these three companies aren't together they're in competition with each other mm. but yet somehow have like this global conglomerate power of just like forcing the world to have their different vaccines like i i think that's so unfathomable like i can't even get my head around that but mm-hmm. if so if the if the motivations aren't financial because even like you know if macron rolls it out he's not going to profit from it like who's profiting just big big pharma i don't get it like i don't buy that so what is the the the, the incentive this hard sell on the vaccine get the vaccine if it's because they want the economy to get back to normal i completely completely get on board with that but why don't you just say hey everyone get the vaccine or take ivermectin because that's also a very very effective way people you know i think sorry to interrupt you no go for it i think that you know it's pretty complicated that uh the the public don't um we're not clever we're not a smart 
body as ourselves, you know. I think we are. Well, I think not when collectively, you... but like, you know, it's very easy to hurt us and you don't hurt us by giving us mixed messages. You you you, you present one and you stick to it like glue. You die with the lie. Strong and stable. We're gonna be strong <laughs> what about climate change? Strong and stable. What about this? What about Brexit? Strong and stable. Yeah, great. We get the picture. Theresa May is strong and stable and the vaccine is how to beat COVID. No, you don't drink bleach. No, you don't take Ibogaine. You don't take anything. You don't sleep with your head upside down. You don't look at the sun. Take the bloody vaccine. <laughs> well, okay, so what about the lab leak hypothesis? I really want to talk, talk about that because um, in the early days, you'd get called a conspiracy theorist, definitely censored by YouTube. And now it seems that it's very likely that it did indeed come from a lab. Uh, it's the same virus they work on in the lab. And three people from there got sick in November 2019 with the exact same symptoms of fucking COVID-19. And one of their spouses died. It's fucking on the doorstep of the fucking Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm. But if you said that in the early days, you'd be called a conspiracy theorist. And that was, you know, you'd definitely get censored. Mm. And now it's like, oh, shit, no, that's probably what happened. Mm. Um, almost certainly what happened, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting here having this conversation. I'm like, I'm actually really worried now. I'm like, I've, I've, I've given myself anxiety about this. I'm like, is my arm hurt? Is my heart okay? Oh my God, why did I get the vaccine? I can't believe I got the bloody vaccine. I hate the vaccine. Oh, shit. Shit, I'm definitely going to die in 48 hours. How long has it been since... Uh, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't make a joke about that. That's not funny. But um, Yeah, sorry. But, um... But yeah, so my question is like I I don't know what the motivation is, but I think it it's sinister. Mm, yeah. It see it would seem bizarre to roll out something that's um I don't know, man. I'm 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 an idiot asking questions, but I want to be free to ask questions and I want to be able to source unbiased information from YouTube and Google that aren't like directing me as soon as I search for information, mm. like directing me immediately to sources mm. of information that uh, is is the is the narrative like mm. that they want you to to believe? I find that so disturbing. Mm. I want to know the truth. I feel the I, truth is over, my friend. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> that's a great speech. Yeah. Well, maybe I can't handle the truth. Maybe we can't handle the truth. That's why we're being. Well, that's why. That's why. You know, we we've got to follow. Follow the beans, follow the yellow brick road, keep I, your head down, just get can't. tied on up to 11 and turn up to work, grind down, pay into your pension and then fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but I just can't get my head around that it's financial. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, are you are you, are you you putting on your tinfoil hat? Are you saying it's more than financial? Are you part of the lizard people? No, I, I don't. I'm saying I don't know. He's turning into a lizard, everyone. Oh, my God. He's spouting a tail. Oh, uh, if you don't hear from me. Oh, tell me about my lover. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. What, what what do you think? I mean, do you think it's... I think financial, yeah. I don't, really? I, I, yeah, I don't want to go any more sinister than that. And I, I don't even want to postulate because it's just... It's, it's not energy that I like to spend. I don't like getting angry. I don't like getting upset. I get angry and upset on this podcast sometimes for fun because it sounds funny. But really, as soon as something sounds like it's going to be really shit or someone's controlling us or whatever, I'm like, well, my life's pretty wicked. I don't want to give any more thought space to this. Yeah. I'm going to go outside and play, play in the water. Well, you're right. And I think we did say we'd spend 20 minutes on this and we have. So, well, hopefully um, a little Let's bit. Let's put it to bed. But Let's put it to bed. Like, like Johnson & Johnson, 
not nice people. And asbestos in babies. Asbestos in babies, legitimate. And now they made a vaccine and they want everyone to take it. But if you want to take it, it's probably not that bad. I don't know, personal choice, man. Probably a lot of people... Listen, this is this is such a polarizing topic. I was really scared to talk about it, but I feel like I really want to talk about it. Mm. Um, and if you have any feedback for us, any you know opposing ideas, mm. if you want to reach out to us respectfully, I really would like to. Like, I don't. I want to be really clear and say that I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to figure out mm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you've got any information for me and us, then feel free to send mm. it to us. Yeah, that's nice. It's a nice call for information, yeah. And At Apes on Tape podcast. And uh, I'll also add again that, yeah, obviously I don't like all this stuff and I do have uh, an alignment to just being anti-establishment and I don't like, you know, authoritarian vibes and, you know, being overlorded. But also I have got 50% of the vaccine in me <laughs> and I'm probably going to get the other half because I'm... You want to go to bars and restaurants. I wanna, you know, well, more than that, I want to travel internationally. Um, mm. I actually don't care so much about bars. I do care about restaurants. But mm. um, I want to be able to travel internationally and I'm just going to take the risk. So if this, you know, is our last podcast, then so maybe. It... Why would it be our last podcast? Because I might have the other vaccine and then have a heart attack. Oh, God. No, don't say that. Oh, well, God. you know, it's possible. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do half of what I just said. I'm going to go get the other vaccine. <laughs> this is the other 50% of the sentence that needs to come true. When do you get it? Uh, the 2nd of August. Oh, we would squeeze another podcast. Squeeze another then. one in. Squeeze another one We've in. Got to get that twenty-two one. Oh in. yeah, you're right. <laughs> got to get the twenty-second <laughs> one. Yeah, he died of a heart attack, didn't he? Say on his podcast that he had like a, a massive burger every time he did one. Yeah. Maybe that was the reason for his heart attack. That's what they'll say. Yeah. That's what the government will say. Yeah, well, yeah but you'll yeah. know the truth. You'll know the truth. Make up your own minds. <laughs> but um, on the subject of twenty-two, do, 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 do. on the subject of twenty-two. Um, have you finished that mural yet? <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, I have. Oh, really? It's, a, it's the, it's the, not the soft finish, it's the hard finish. Oh, really? Because yeah, yeah, last yeah. podcast you were saying about, oh, yeah, I finished the mural, but, you know, seeing as you're always in there, because mm. you work there, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. And then Tom sent me a picture of you just, like, on a, on a chair with a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually went in the other day, and really, um, really strangely, I just heard my voice booming immediately, and him uh tom and luke were just like prepping for the day and i was like oh that's that's, that's my voice <laughs> it was just weird they were listening to the podcast no way were they listening at 1.5 no no it was normal speed oh god what are you doing um <laughs> we're much sharper witted on 1.5 speed don't you know yeah um uh anyway yeah it, it wasn't finished I, I sorry i went in and they were like uh we want to call uh false advertising you said you finished the mural it's not fucking done i was like what what oh yeah i've still got a bit here and there, and you know, and he was like, the chairs, you're really going to leave the chairs like that? And I was like, the chairs are finished. He was like, oh. <laughs> I, I couldn't, couldn't leave the chairs like that. I had to 3D them up a bit more because they were a bit two-dimensional. Yeah. But it is officially finished now. I, I did the last paint stroke. I signed my name, shook Tom's hand, and I'll send him an invoice soon. Good. Get that money. Mm. And uh, we'll get them burgers from that sponsorship. So, <coughs> sorry, I mean, um, the next thing I wanted to talk about oh, no, was uh, was when I came round here, we were chatting and you were shelling chickpeas. Chickpeas? Chickpeas. Chicory peas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty arduous process, actually. Yeah. Well, it actually didn't have to be. I just... 
I obviously didn't listen properly. Katie told me how to do it because basically she makes the most smooth, creamy, wonderful hummus. It's insane. And she was like, I just peel the chickpeas. And people are like, what are you doing peeling chickpeas? Like the hummus is, you know, don't spend your life doing it. But actually, you know, Katie is someone that would happily spend an hour peeling the individual chickpea. But there is a secret to it. And basically you just put them in hot water. A lot of people say baking soda in there as well. And then just give them a rub, and all the all the skins sort of come off very very easily. Yeah, they do come off very easily, but you still do have to pinch them to come off. And so <laughs> uh, we were just having a conversation. And I was like, "Well, I've got nothing else to do while we're talking. I'll just peel chickpeas individually. One of the you know industrial large size cans because yeah. I wanted to make a a lot of hummus. And um, and then it got to maybe like the last you know hundred chickpeas maybe after after having done definitely hundreds. Yeah, and then I just um, I gave him a little shook, and um, and the skins just floated to the top, and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes, she did say to do that, and then I just poured them out into my hand. I was like, oh, that was that was a lot easier. That was so funny. So you didn't know that the skins floated to the top. No. I know because I was here, uh, and and that's yeah, it's hilarious. And then you. Yeah, after all that, you're like, God, this is I'm, this is the last time I'm doing this. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe it's not the last time I'll, I'll do it. It's <laughs> actually, actually a, lot, quite a lot easier if you do it in, in deep water. Yeah. But then you just proceeded to make a hummus, um, <laughs> which didn't taste at all like hummus. It's so Don't fun. diss my hummus. Mate, it's not hummus. It's 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 a basically a a chickpea-based dip, but it's definitely not hummus. Okay. There's no there's no cumin, there's no garlic. It's well, basically, you put basil in there. Yeah, it's I a love fucking, basil. Yeah, but it's a basil-flavoured chickpea dip. Oh, no, it's well, not a hummus. Well, you know what, you can't have any then. Well, either way, it was just so funny, because you were like, I was like, is that is that basil you're putting in there? You're like, yeah, I love basil. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. And then you went, I was like, oh, let me have a taste. And I was like, oh, that, that. did you put any, you know... Cumin, garlic. Oh shit, I forgot the garlic. What else did you put in there? Salt. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> nice hummus, mate. <laughs> Worth those chickpeas, was oh, it? Oh, it was a long process. But anyway, I quite like it. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Mm. Uh, so there was a story I wanted to tell you mm. um, because you, for some reason, didn't know that I was a massive Vanilla Ice fan. Because I put on some vanilla ice in the car the other day, and you were unimpressed. And mm. I was like, oh, do you not think this is awesome? And you were like, no. And I was like, well, I guess you're not nine years old, So, which was which was the age I was <laughs> when I was exposed to vanilla ice. Oh, yeah, nice. And um, you did you know that I knew all the words to vanilla ice, uh, Ice Ice Baby? I mean, doesn't everyone? Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I've like performed it in beanies and uh, in beanies. Yeah, yeah, with uh, like no Zuriora and every, like many times. Really? Yeah, yeah. No, no way. Sick. So, um, I learned the words to Ice Ice Baby when I was nine years old, and it's one no of the, way. yeah. Oh God, like every single lyric from start to finish, and I had no idea what the what the lyrics meant. You know, when he was like Jay with the gauge, Vanilla with the nine, I had no idea that they were talking about guns. I yeah. was just like, oh, they're words that rhyme, man. That's yeah. very cool, and yeah. um. So, yeah, from, the, you know, from a lot, like 30, oh, crikey, 30 years I've known the lyrics mm. to Ice Ice Baby. Wow. That's mental. That is mental. Happy anniversary. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, if I, I could probably be in a serious accident and get, like, head trauma, and I would probably forget, like, everything, but I'd probably still know <laughs> the lyrics to Ice Ice Baby. They're cemented in my memory. Would you care to give us a performance right now? 
Absolutely not. Okay. All right, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, the story was uh, I once won a vanilla ice wrapping competition. No way. Yeah. And uh, what happened was... With Ice Ice Baby, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really funny. And, and so I'll, I, wanted to, I wanted to tell you the story because you've not heard it before. Yeah. And uh, it's quite a funny anecdote. And I really want to share it on the podcast. Okay. So I was in World Bar in Queenstown. I don't mm-hmm. know if anyone I know it well. knows it, but um, I was in there and all my friends were outside in, in the garden area. And I had probably like 12 friends out there. And I walked inside and then just as I walked inside, no shit, I shit you not, they were like, ah, so we're having a a bloody vanilla ice wrapping competition and um, does anyone want to come up here and wrap Ice Ice Baby? And it's like... It's like the guy made eye contact with me, and it's like if there was like if there was a god, like the the clouds parted, yeah, and like just, just get up and go for a wee now, Fred. and just and just uh, you know just shone down on me, and it was like <laughs> oh my god, I think I think was what I, a moment of deity and for the vanilla ice, like was I born for this moment, <laughs> and I just felt like this force, and I, it was like it was under un, like out of my control, my hand just went up, I was like me. And then, like, I without even like my legs were just moving, and I was like, next thing I was on the stage. This is before your accident. Yeah, by the way. it wasn't that deified. <laughs> my legs just started to move. And I, <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> next thing I know, my I'm, I'm, TV I'm on. I'm on the. <laughs> that's the wrong song. You yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, I'm on the mic. I'm I'm on the stage with the mic in my hand, and he goes, "Here's the lyrics, man." And I was like, "I don't need the lyrics, man." And everyone was like, oh, he don't need the lyrics. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, okay, drop that beat. And I just fucking laid it down. Mm. And everyone was just like, whoa, that was fucking incredible. <laughs> Even the guy was like, whoa. Everyone, the whole fucking crowd went mental. Yeah, I couldn't sweet. believe it. And I was like, that's amazing. Oh, you've won. Like, anyone want to follow that? And the crowd was like, nah, man, that was that, oh, was, that no was outrageous. Way. Like, winner, like, hands yeah. down. No one's going to beat that. He didn't yeah. even look at the lyrics. So, um... Yeah, and I walked down off stage, and I, and what I actually won was was a was a teapot. It was like oh, a, yeah, so it wasn't actually a teapot. It's, it's a it's a thing that they serve drinks in. Like you just get a teapot, and mm, so I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. So the, the prize kind of sucked. Yeah. But um, anyway, oh, I, the, I, I the still applause the, 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 resonates God, in my memory getting, forever. Dude, I was getting high fives when yeah. I was coming off the stage from strangers I didn't know. Girls were swooning. I swear, girls were actually swooning. They I'm not were. making that up. Yeah. <laughs> God, I was getting my free teapot at the bar and the girls were like, hey. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Bring, pull up a cup. I remember those teapots. Yeah, I yeah. just remembered the teapot. Yeah, exactly. No way. That must have been before it burnt down. Of course it was before it burnt down. Yeah. Of course it was. Yeah. No, it was after it burnt down. Well, it came back. Idiot. Well, anyway. anyway yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that's a, just a little taster of what it must be like to be an actual That's rap what star. I mean. That's what I mean. I got to live out my fucking rap dream. Yeah. I was like rapping Vanilla Ice on stage to a... a I'm so white. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so white. And then literally getting high-fived off the stage and like it was it was, ama- it was an amazing moment. But then, of course, I went outside with my teapot and I had to explain to my 12 friends who were outside. Oh, they weren't there? No, they weren't there. No way, yeah. they didn't come in for No, it. mate. And oh. I was like, you'll never guess what just happened to me. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, I can't. I got this teapot. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'll have some. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, no. It's a prize. It's not a prize. You get it at the most like, bar. You, get a cocktail in them. Yeah, and I, I was trying. Yeah, and I just couldn't convey the the. the it was the most. Did they ma- believe you? Yeah, of course they believe me. But they, I couldn't. I was just like that was the most magical moment of my life. And they were like, oh, cool. And they just went back to their conversation. I was like, no, like, oh, oh it was no. So no, none of my friends saw it. That's devastating. Yeah. You know, it's like the it's like the original. If you don't Instagram it, did it really happen? Exactly. Like, oh yeah, sure, Freddo. Probably like, oh yeah. No, don't you remember? Well, we were there, but we were just talking about you know the taste of the fries. Yeah. In fact, you know what I mean. This might have been. This is this is a really interesting moment in time. I can't, where how old would I have been? Like, what it might have been ten years ago, twenty nine thirty. I spent my thirtieth birthday there, so it could have been around about ten years ago. In that time. Facebook and Instagram have grown immensely. Like, I don't remember many people having their phones out. But if it was now, for example, there would mm. be at least 10 people with their phones out. Mm. And I'd be like, well, check it on Instagram. Hashtag vanilla ice. Yeah, like, yeah, hashtag yeah. world bar. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was so weird that people mm. didn't have their phones out. And that was only 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Different world we live in. Or maybe they did. Maybe Chinese whispers of the mind, man. Mm. I don't think they had their phones out 10 years ago. Maybe a few of them did. I don't know, man. I just felt like a. I felt like a god. I felt like a rap mm. god. It was awesome. It was mm. a great thing. Congratulations. I'm sorry. It's not a more widely experienced reality. It just lives lives in your head alone. Mm. You know. Yeah. Mm. I have another um, Queenstown related anecdote. Well, give it to me because I love a bit of QT info. Uh, so you remember we were talking about pranks on the on the episode before the last one i believe it was yeah, and yeah. you recalled a prank that you like very much regretted doing and mm. you know i played a prank on danny from the heist which is a mutual friend of ours we've spoken yeah, uh, yeah. about it he he listens to the podcast danny. he does listen yeah, to the podcast so i hope man. you remember this danny oh no uh, of course he you're gonna aggravate him so much oh he loves it oh god he he's nice to it. prank him so much i don't think he loves it i think you loved it i don't think danny loved getting pranked well this is a funny prank well, yeah. for you. Yeah. So, as you may remember, uh, there was a local magazine called the Lakes Weekly Bulletin. Do you I remember it well? Yeah, yeah. So, it came out every week, and you could basically put in an ad in the paper for free, mm-hmm. but just by going on the website. You didn't even have to put in your bloody email address. You literally just went on there anonymously, and, was, and you could write down anything, and it would appear in print mm. the next week. And I was like... How has no one taken advantage of this? <laughs> this is absolute yeah, gold. It was gold. It was full of uh, like hilarious so adverts all the time. Good. Fucking fantastic read. Yeah, definitely always one of them in the bog. Yeah. Oh, and everyone read it as well. Everyone yeah. read it. It yeah, was it yeah. was everywhere. It was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if it's still going, but uh, it was so good. So I put I put in an advert saying, uh, now let me remember this rightly because I want it for full comedic effect. It was. Uh, Swedish girl, mm-hmm. new in town, just finished a massage course, looking for people to practice on for free. <laughs> yeah. Give me a call. Here's my number. And then I put Danny's number. <laughs> yes. Bastard. And I think, if I can recall rightly, he got 300 text no. messages. Yes. Wow, yes. you would, wouldn't and you? And n- numerous phone calls. Yeah. And it was so funny. Did you ever get to see Oh, one? Yeah, of course. Well, he, he was like, I know it was you, Freddo. I know it was you. And he was like, I was like, Danny, I pro- I don't know what you're... He's like, I know it was you. It wouldn't be anyone else. I know it was you. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I was like, like, you- and you hadn't spoken about yeah, what yeah. it was. He was just... It was like, like I, I know it's you. Like, oh, no, it's I know, you. know it's you. And then his phone would ring. And I'd be like, what? And he'd be like, yeah, n- no. No, it was a it was a prank, mate. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Danny. I'm sorry for those. That was fucking funny. 
and then he'd hang up the phone and look at me. I'd be like, what? I, 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 what's that for? I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? I've never been to Sweden. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it was so funny. And I used to put other things in the uh, in the in the paper I used to put loads of pranks like really funny ones like uh, for example if you remember rightly accommodation was like gold dust you know and I'd put yeah. in like a room like dead central like you know oh swimming pool balcony dead cheap and then put like someone's phone number there and they'd be like oh god that's Fred again isn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just so funny it was just absolute glorious. gold absolute bloody gold I loved it it's such a Oh, I used to actually use it for good as well, not just pranks. I used to find out people's birthdays on so just Facebook. Just like counterbalance the evil finger stroking yeah. and the beard tickling <laughs> that you're up to. Like, hey, I'm going to ruin this person's week, and as a result, I will do this. Yeah. Well, I used to, you know, you can go on Facebook and be like, "Our oh, birthdays happening next week." Yeah. And I used to find people in Queenstown, and I used to just be like, "Oh, hey, happy birthday! Well, I hope you have a wonderful day," and then not put who it was from. Yeah. And they'd be like, "Oh." Oh, and there'd always be, always be like a post on Facebook, like, who are you that put my birthday in the Lakes Weekly Bulletin? And oh, I was nice. like, oh, and I never used to say anyone. I'd be like, oh, that was me. And they'd be like, oh, who was that? And I used to, Mystery it was well me. So there you go. If, oh, any, if anyone's listening nice. to this from Queenstown, it was me. Oh. I put your birthday in there. <laughs> and uh, and I even did it like after I moved away because I couldn't help it. You get addicted to the Lakes Weekly Bulletin. You're like, I could put anything. I could do this from anywhere in the world. No way. Uh, and I used to just put like random people's birthdays and I'd be like, oh, that's so lovely. And yeah, I used to be like, that no. was me. And I, you know, I now live in France. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I just thought I'd, I'd share that with you because yeah, uh, it does that, leave. That is funny and 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 then and then warming. Yeah, yeah, nice. it does leave the the audience. We should it. look now. We should look after we stop recording this and see if it's still open. Yeah, we just should say hello or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, give a shout out to Apes on Tapes podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Why do not? That. Yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. that. All right, let's do advertising. that. Lakes Weekly Bulletin. No way. So good. Oh my god. So we, someone should start one of those in the in Morzine. Yeah, it's a great idea, isn't yeah. it? Well, we, there's the Morzine, the, the zine. Oh, the zine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Yeah, that's the, that's you're, the... you're, I mean, you're part of that. You could you Yeah, could, you I could do the illustrations sometimes. Yeah, yeah, rad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I, I'll put suggest page, it. Yeah, put a page on that people can just ring up and put anything. Yeah. Oh. Just one page in the zine. That would be fun, man. That would be fun. That mm. would be great. That yeah. would be really good. Yeah, Giles, if you're listening, Giles, you know what to do. If you're listening, let's do it. I'll yeah. send you a message. Um, and that, yeah, I think that's really wonderful to leave the audience feeling nourished with a nice chuckle. Yeah. Well, sorry about the vaccine bit. We just thought it needed bloody talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry too, and you know, I don't, I don't want everyone to like, you know, be down and out about like politics and vaccinations and stuff. But it is. But I also want to say thank you, and like sometimes uh, I do find myself being grateful for the for the podcast and it is actually really nice having you know knowing that people listen and like just talking about it it's just a nice like piece of conversation to have like oh i listen to you on the podcast and you're like oh it's really it's just really flattering and it's just really yeah. cool it's really nice to, to get feedback and um yeah and, and we just have we just have a lot of fun don't we? yeah yeah um, thank you for lending us oh we're not ears. even at an hour we're gonna That's fine we're gonna rob you for a couple of minutes no 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 no, no. Just, just leave it leave it let it go let it fly let it fly, man. Let it go. Yeah. McFly! <laughs> McFly! McFly! There, there was no blind spot in that car when I drove it, Beth. Can I assume that you... That's enough from us. <laughs> Have a lovely day, evening, like week. Like See you later. Cheers. Love you. Bye.